I'm sure you've all heard the saying, you are what you eat. I remember hearing this saying as a little kid and thinking it was absolutely absurd. I'd sit down and I'd eat my Doritos and I never once turned into a Dorito. This quote that we hear is actually a misquote of the original one. The original quote comes from a French author. It's translated, tell me what you eat and I'll tell you what you are. Makes a little more sense. But when it comes to food, I still think that this statement is quite absurd. Right? I've eaten a lot of steak and I've yet to turn into a steer. Now, when I eat something, it becomes part of me. Right? When I eat meat, that meat becomes part of me, part of my body. Today we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And regarding this feast day, Pope Benedict once wrote, In the case of the Eucharist, it is not we who assimilate it, but it assimilates us in itself, so that we become conformed to Jesus Christ, a member of his body. End quote. It's in this sense that receiving the body and blood of Jesus that we truly become part of his body. It's the reverse of what happens when we eat regular food. By the reception of Jesus' body and blood, we become part of his body. We're nourished by his flesh, but we're not nourished in the same bodily way that bread nourishes our body. But in this truly mystical way, this true way in which we truly become part of the body of Christ, and all of my being is nourished by the sacred heart of Jesus. The Catechism of the Church tells us that by receiving the Holy Eucharist, we receive special graces. First and foremost, we receive the grace that we become united to Jesus himself, as I've said a few times already. But on top of that, because we're united to him who is charity, we're separated from our sinfulness. All of our venial sins at the reception of communion are wiped away. And we're guarded against future mortal sin by the protection of his grace. On top of that, we're brought into unity with the rest of the church. If by receiving his body and blood, we become members of his body, we're unified to each other. And also as Jesus served the poor on this earth, so too if we become members of his body, we have a special commission and a special grace to serve the poor. St. Paul states today in the letter to the Corinthians that we read, Because the loaf is one bread, we, though many, are one body, for we partake of the one loaf. And this isn't because of the eating of physical bread, but it's because we eat the flesh of Jesus Christ.
when I'm instructing second graders when they're getting ready to receive First Communion, I know that I've gotten them to the point that they're ready to receive when a few of them will look up at me and go, ew, that's gross. The moment they notice it's gross, they truly realize what I'm saying. That we are eating true flesh and true blood when we receive the Eucharist, the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. Inevitably, their teacher might pipe up and tell them that they need to show a little respect. We're talking about Jesus here. I want them to say that that's gross. Right? Jesus is perfectly clear in today's gospel. They quarrel among themselves. They say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? This very chapter of John causes many people to leave Jesus. And so if he really didn't mean this, he would have truly said, okay, guys, I'm just speaking symbolically here. But that's not what he did. Right? He goes on and he tells us, my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. He speaks of this manna that, we, that the Israelites received in the desert. Ponder this for a second, if you will. The Lord gave the Israelites manna in the desert, physical food. If it were true that Jesus were just speaking symbolically here in John chapter 6 and just giving us a symbol by the Eucharist that he gives us, he would have been giving us something less than what he gave in the desert to the Israelites. But he didn't come to, do, to give less. He came to give us life and life to the fullness. And so it's the very truth that it is his flesh and his blood we receive. Jesus veils his flesh and his blood under the appearance of bread and wine. And that's an act of mercy that he gives us. If we were to truly see what we receive, we wouldn't be able to receive it. And so it's his act of mercy, an act of condescension, that he comes down to us in the form of bread and wine so that we can partake of it. Now, if while I've been saying this, you nod your head and you say, well, of course, Father, it is the flesh and blood of Jesus. You're only one of one-third of Catholics. Right, two-thirds of Catholics in the church today, when asked if they believe in the church's teaching on the Eucharist, would answer no, that it's just a symbol. 
Yet this belief in the Eucharist is the very source, the very center, the very summit of our Catholic faith. My way of measuring if a ministry works, if a program or anything works in the church, is to measure it by this mean. My experience has been mostly in youth ministry. So I ask this question. Do our teens have a reverence for the Eucharist? Are they demanding Eucharistic adoration? Are they spending their own time in front of the tabernacle adoring Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament? Do they take the Eucharistic fast seriously? When they have sinned mortally, do they take it seriously that they need to get to confession before receiving communion? Right? If I can say yes to those things, then I have faith that what we've done is right. And I have been part of programs that I've been able to say yes to those things. And you can truly tell the transformation that that has on people's lives. This is the solution to everything. The Eucharist itself is the solution to everything. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a naive, mid-30-year-old priest. It truly is the solution to everything. It's in the words that Jesus gave us. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will live forever. That's the solution. Right? The effects of the Eucharist bring us into unity with one another. So if we're talking about a solution to disunity, a solution to racism, a solution to hatred, it's found there. If we're talking about building up the human community, it's found there. It is the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. May our churches are still open for prayer anytime you want to come in. To adore Jesus in the tabernacle in the most blessed sacrament. To spend some time with him. It's when we do that, it's when we spend time with Jesus that our lives are transformed. I know that because of experience. When I was a young child, my mother, actually she still keeps this time, had an 8 to 9 p.m. Wednesday evening holy hour. I think it's about 30 years now that she's kept that holy hour. And me being the youngest of four would get drug along with her to it. Usually I'd be coloring in the pew or wandering, probably messing something up in the church. But it was that time that I know grounded my own mother. 
I also believe that it was that time as a child that I spent there that grounded myself in the Eucharist. It was as a college student spending time before the Eucharist that I came to know my own vocation. The beautiful vestment I'm wearing today is my first mass vestment. My first mass wasn't on Corpus Christi, but the mass, the vestment's fitting for that. So I've made it a little bit of a tradition that I pull this vestment out for Corpus Christi Sunday. But if I were not to have, after getting off of work a couple times a week, drive by the chapel of my church and spend time in adoration on Sunday nights after I finished helping with our high school youth group, spending time in adoration. If I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have heard the voice of God. My life would not have been transformed to him. This is what we need to do. Our church is at a point of crisis in faith in the Eucharist. When we face crisis in the world, where do we first turn? Do we turn on the TV or do we turn to prayer? Do we turn to anger? Do we turn to yelling at people on the internet? We turn to just getting mad in our own minds at everything we hear on TV. Or do we turn to Jesus? I truly, truly believe that if throughout this nation our Catholics were to turn towards Jesus in the Eucharist in prayer, our hearts would be so transformed that the world could be transformed. Jesus has come to us in the Blessed Sacrament. He wants to be one with us. And he wants to give us life to the fullness through it.